Welcome to episode 103 of the Startup Show. Today we are here at the Technopark and we are talking to Rolf about VR and virtual reality, the future of virtual reality, and we are waiting for the Apple moment of virtual reality. Thank you very much for being here today and stay tuned for the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Startup Show. Today, we are back here at the Techno Park and we are recording episode 103 of the Startup Show. Today, I have the big pleasure to meet with Rolf, who is the CEO and co-founder of SensorX. Welcome to the show. Hi, Cedric. Hi. So, you know, as I told you just before the video started, we did a lot of off-the-record research with investors and asked them what they would like to hear in our videos to make it really suitable, mostly for, for startup investors. So, Rolf... As usual on the startup show, seems like the, the investors really like that, to hear a little bit, a brief introduction about you personally before so, we get into the startup Perfect, itself. yeah. So you got my name. My name is Rolf Adelsberger. I'm 36. I studied a long time ago almost uh, computer science and I have a, a PhD in electrical engineering. Mostly it actually from a gap background. So when you look at your background, you know, you could have stayed in academia. You maybe could have also, you know, going into corporate world. What made you decide to actually start your own venture, which is probably the most difficult way? <laughs> sure, yeah. Actually, it started with my master's thesis where, well, I was kind of in the same area, but uh, then I had a vision of what I actually wanted to do. And in the meantime, between my, well, PhD and the master's, I was also working for a big company. And then I found out, well, that if you want to follow your dream, you really have to do something on your own. Otherwise, you will never actually be a able to achieve your vision. So mm -hmm. that's at some point when I decided to, yeah. Okay, it's, it's a time to, to do something on, my, yeah, exactly. on your own. Also, you know, like a lot of times what you hear, especially here in Switzerland, that the courage is missing, uh, let's say right after your master's, I guess, to really say like, okay, I'll take the chance and do my own thing. Mm, that's true, yeah. But, but basically, I mean, especially with the education in Switzerland and also with the environment, you, well, if you have a good master's degree, then you, you never actually are, well, in danger of not getting a job. So basically, it's almost, always kind of a safe decision, even uh, if, 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 it, if it fails at the end. So. Yes. Before we go into Sensorix, before you give me exactly sure. what's going on, I would like to hear your impressions from CES. You just came back. Yeah. Um, I tell you, I'm a little bit jealous because I, one day I really want to go also yeah, myself. You have to, you have to, yeah. <laughs> because it's really like the yeah. place. Uh, besides the light, everything, how was it there? It was awesome. So it was so big. I can't really give you a very good overview over the CES since we, I was always almost at the booth. But it's, it's huge. The, the vibe is very good. People are very, very um, interested in, in, well, in stuff and you see a lot of new things. So basically... I was in the Eureka Park. That's a startup park. Maybe you know that one. Yep. So one whole floor just for that. And it was very fun to see all the different projects and all the different mm -hmm. people. Yeah. And I guess it's it's the best place probably to get immediate feedback from, from potential clients, Absolutely, consumers, yeah. customers. Especially if you have something to show. So we, we took our system with us and... Yes. Uh, let the people play with it, and yeah, it was very good. It was yeah. fun. Yeah. It was good to have, very good. So, so let's get into Sensorix, sure. not hold back the audience too much to understand like what exactly <laughs> you guys do, because I'm fascinated when I saw first time about it and heard okay. about you. So basically Sensorix, we do a, kind of a motion capture glove. Yeah. It's a glove, you wear it on your hands, and uh, it's actually used to uh, capture your fingers and hand motion and positions in VR. We do that without external cameras, so usually just regular systems actually need 
you to install some some stuff in the room. Our system is is autonomous, so you can yeah. just plug it on uh, and basically walk outside. What does that mean? Let's say if you talk about let's say first applications of how people are using it. So basically, the first applications, of course, are gaming. gaming. That's the yes. biggest market. It's still lacking a good controller. So basically, what people usually use are controls that you have to yeah. push buttons. If you think further, which is also kind of in our roadmap, so to speak, um, the the applications are endless. Especially if you go to AR, so augmented reality, where you actually want to interact with virtual content in the real world, you have to have some kind of tools to interact with this one. And you don't want to push buttons. That's something. So you want to use your hands. I mean, usually millions of years of evolution, why should you push buttons? Mm-hmm. Industrial applications are something, then a kind of minority report, a way of interaction with computers, medical uh, training, medical testing. Are there some verticals where you are specifically uh, looking to expand or to like, have a, as a first well, case study? Focusing first on gaming. That's the yeah. main thing. And then maybe industrial applications. So we had quite a, a lot of interest for, for industrial applications like, uh, yeah, just see what the hands are doing or kind of cockpit simulations where a pilot needs to push buttons and it's much, much easier to do with, with, with the hands. Yeah. So in industrial, can you maybe elaborate on one of the examples, like how it's being used? Uh, I said it's uh, usually for maybe for pilot training. So yeah. there are companies that just build uh, mock-up cockpits for the pilots to train their interaction. The pilots would wear the our gloves and actually could just push any buttons in in, uh, in the virtual cockpit. So basically, they're wearing glasses. They're wearing the gloves. Yeah, yeah Then exactly. they need a chair, ideally, and that's it. They don't need that's the it. whole simulation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's fascinating. Sometimes they still have a, a kind of a joystick, so a physical one, but uh, all the buttons usually are virtual. So right. One of the key questions that I was told by investors that they are interested in is, is product market fit. Okay. Sure, you heard about that term. Yeah. The question is, did you find it? How did you find it? And how can you prove that you found it uh, based on, on what you had till now? We did a lot of research, especially my co-founder Fabian. So yeah. we are always actually screening the market there. And gaming is the biggest market so far in this mm-hmm. one. There's a need for, for something like this, for kind of a, an interaction device. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also talked to bigger companies like Logitech and, and others. They all are looking for something, but they kind of don't really uh, well advance in, the, in our opinion the uh, correct direction. Yeah. So that's one thing. So we know it's, there's, there's still a need here, so that we don't have to search for it. So um, that's one one thing. Yeah. Okay, very good. When when you look at let's say the industry where it's going, and when you compare it, let's say to past event, let's mm-hmm. say the Apple moment of VR. I mean, like. Till today, I think, besides, let's say, the picture that went viral, Mark Zuckerberg with all the big audiences, virtual yeah. reality, and the guy on the plane that was looking some video, yeah. I'm sure you saw that video, yeah. uh, this picture. Do you think, or let's say, virtual reality is going mainstream in the next couple of years? Or what is missing to kind of like for the next step? Yeah, absolutely. I'm absolutely positive about that one. So, I mean, if you look back in history, at least two times there has been the, the try to actually get VR in and out in the world. But I think right now the hardware is ready. So yeah. all the technology actually kind of evolved to this stage where we are right now. I think what right now is kind of missing still uh, is probably the quality of the displays, yeah. which is advancing very, very quickly. So at CES, we saw some devices which are much, much better than anything you can actually buy right now on the market. That's one thing. And I think the really important thing would be the um, well, the advance of, of AR. So I think VR in itself is, is nice, but when it really kicks in, it will be when AR devices are available, so really good ones. Mm-hmm. Maybe you heard about the Microsoft HoloLens, yeah. which is a very good kind of prototype, but it's, it still doesn't cut actually what you want to have yes. because the field of view is too small. But in the next few years... Magic Leap? Magic Leap, well, 
there's nothing out from Magic Leap except very good promotion videos. <laughs> uh, seriously, um, it's genius what, what they do, but nobody has ever seen a device working. And uh, there are other companies gaining quite fast, mm -hmm. which actually, whose devices you actually, actually can touch. So Magic Leap is surely one of them, but the others are not uh, quite far behind, I would say. What I think is interesting that you didn't mention connectivity. Is this something that is important? I mean, like, is the internet, let's say, Outside of the Wi-Fi area, good enough? So 5G or...? Absolutely. I mean, usually you don't stream uh, very big content, uh, especially if you have a collaborative uh, setting, then uh, you just stream the position more or less and the interactions. You don't have to stream all the whole scene. So it depends on how smart you actually design your infrastructure. <laughs> Which I guess you did. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I mean, for our purposes, uh, we don't need too much data to transfer. So it's, it's really just uh, positions and everything. And then it's actually, well, just a question of the application that you're using. Yeah. But the internet is absolutely right here. No way. That was the first part. Uh, we are now going into the audience asks. Okay. That's a question that I created um, on social media. Yep. Now, this time is a little special because the person wants to stay anonymous. So I'm going to ask a question anyways. I would like to hear your answer. The question is the following. What verticals are you looking to pursue with this technology? Are you focusing purely on gaming or can there be also more medical clinical applications? Actually, which kind of uh, brushed it a little bit before. So, of course, we've, right now we're focusing on gaming because, I mean, that's the strongest growing market right yes. now. But medical is very, very interesting. We also do have already uh, very much interest from, from medical applications. We have some, at least three surgeons actually would, that would actually have, want to have one of those devices to to implement in their um, surgery uh, um, software. So that's something we have to look at, and we definitely will look at, into that. The thing is, with medical applications, it's a much slower pace. You need all the certifications, yeah. and that takes time to actually get through of them. Yeah. And that's why, actually, we, we chose the way to first go into something which is easier, technically. Rate, yeah. Yeah. And if everything is actually matured to a, to a point which, which we are, well, happy with, then we can actually go, can go into a way of... Uh, do the certifications and everything. Mm -hmm. But the technology actually wouldn't be that much different from, from our side. I mean, we, we are very precise and uh, you could readily use it in medical applications. It's just a matter of finding the right partners and finding the right uh, way of, of certification. Well, I was recently at the, at the museum where mm -hmm. you could actually see how people are using it, yeah. specifically also medical doctors, yeah. To, yeah. to actually train yeah. themselves on heart surgery. Yeah. But also what was interesting, what I saw is people who would do remote yeah. Uh, surgery yeah. using some kind of devices. Then you need a very good internet connection. <laughs> they need very let's yeah. say you don't want to have open heart surgery no, and no, no, internet no, connection. Yeah. <laughs> very good. So much about the audience question. Now, our next part is a quick fire question and answer Q and A. Um, I will have five questions. You have about thirty seconds or less to answer these questions. Okay. Um, let's see how it goes. You ready? <laughs> I am. Relax. It's all good. So, who do you admire in the startup world and why? Startup world? Well, it's been a long time, but actually I would say Elon Musk. Okay. Uh, I read his story uh, and, uh, yeah, um, that's somebody would... Uh, Just very inspired. I think his visions are always huge. You know, he's not saying, yeah. like, I'm going to turn around and the little city in Zurich. He's exactly. <laughs> and especially if you, if you know his background, I mean, he, he doesn't make compromise. He's, he's actually, he's usually, he's all, he's all in. Yes. So, it's... Uh, it's a kind of, oh, well, is it worth it financially? So he has this vision, he wants to do it, and then he does it. That's something. And he has a lot of failure also. I mean, if, if you look at the SpaceX, or uh, it's tremendous how many, how many rockets actually fell down again. Yes. And, uh, so, yeah. Good. Um, the second one is the following. You have to finish the sentence. Okay. Okay. 
My biggest mistake as a startup? Maybe, uh, well, not starting earlier. Not starting earlier, like during your master's or <laughs> during your PhD. Well, yeah, maybe. But, uh, I mean, we are still at a very good, we had actually perfect uh, timing, but sometimes it would have been more relaxed if we already had started earlier with mm -hmm. something maybe. Taking more people earlier or something like that, that's something which would have helped. It's, mm -hmm. it's, not, a, it's not a mistake in, in, in the case that actually we failed in this one, but it would just have made things easier, I guess. Yeah. So we can, can we take that as an encouragement for students to start their own thing? Absolutely. <laughs> if, if they do have a vision, I mean, usually you need a vision otherwise. The same if you go to university, usually if you just do it because you don't know what else to do, then uh, you're going to fail or it's got to be very, very hard. But you need to know why you're doing it. There has to, has to be some kind of why. And if you have that, go for it. Right. Uh, third question, what's most important to you in an investor? You recently just, yeah. I think you announced your first funding round. Yeah, yeah. So what was important to you when you were looking for investors? So in that stage, actually, we were really interested in, in smart investors. Yeah. So um, because you, you can't know any, everything about everything. I mean, especially if you have somebody who already kind of went through the similar process. So somebody who has built his own company or actually can give you actually well connections in, in areas that you need basically mm -hmm. and can also give you valuable uh, uh, input that would be something which is very important yeah so mm -hmm. smart investors not just uh, give you i mean money is something of course yes. but door opener yeah yeah, yeah exactly very good best tip to get an investor on board be authentic yeah, I would say. They have to feel actually that you really believe in your vision and uh, there are all the, these guidance you have to say, say that or you must not say this. I think the best way is just be yourself and, and kind of try to get this feeling and this, this uh, motivation or yeah, vision over to the other people and usually the right people will pop up and actually have interest in you. Yeah, yeah. okay, good. So serendipity. Yeah, good. <laughs> thanks. You gave me the word. <laughs> um, last question. Most important characteristics of a winning team? Good communication. Good communication. Yeah, and patience. Okay. Can you elaborate for 20 seconds why communication is that important? I think uh, if you don't communicate, usually, um, I mean, everybody has his own model in his head. Yeah. And if you actually don't kind of try to transfer it to the others, the, the conflicts will emerge. Especially uh, technically, uh, one might work on this one and one on the other one. And in the end, it's, oh, actually, if we had talked uh, a week ago, we could have avoided that, that kind of error or whatever. Yeah. Okay, good, good communication, I guess. Very important. For the fourth part of my show, I would like you to give us um, an advice, like the expert advice. So let's say if you look back into entrepreneurship, first days, what is the advice you can give or while building your company? We'd say like, this is the advice wise me can tell you now. Okay, yeah, so... Uh I have a technical background, purely technical and uh, so kind of nerdy, geeky. Um, yeah. And usually, I mean, in, in my era, I would think, well, uh, if, if I can explain the problem, uh, actually, or I can show a very good prototype, it's, it's, it's enough. If you're doing a technical thing, then don't underestimate, actually, kind of the marketing aspect. So yeah. it, it has to look shiny. <laughs> That's... Actually, Magically. Even... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, that's the... Actually, it don't just put it under the rock, but actually already focus in the beginning on how you want to present it. The presentation right. is very important. Absolutely. Because, I mean, story. Storytelling. Story. Because usually people actually, especially if you want to get uh, investors, they, they don't have a technical background. So uh, all they can actually see is just actually purely... What you see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, Rose, thank you very much for giving me the time. I thank really you. appreciate it. Uh, to all the audience out there, thank you very much for tuning in today into um, episode 103 of the Startup Show. Make sure to leave me some comment with your feedback. If you like this new setup, um, you can also send me an email or WhatsApp, whatever you like. Thank you very much for tuning in today, and I'll see you next week with the new episode. Have a great day. Hey, guys, I'm Jonas. I'm vice president for Start Summit. And my name is Nicholas. I'm the president of Start Global. Make sure to stay tuned for next Monday for the full video and subscribe to the channel, um, The Startup Show by Global Tech Force. See you soon.